0: Anyway, there's a long way of saying, I think it's interesting how we think we've evolved to this kind of place where where the signals can be more easily mixed because people can be signaling different things with the same things. (laughs) Which is kind of an interesting place in the world to have ended up.
1: Hi, I'm Devir. Hi, I'm Karin. And this is Thinking on Thinking. where did the thought of like signaling versus being in group come from um is it happens in both contexts in work context and in personal context yeah we try to signal
0: i'm not 100 sure this is what i was thinking about but this is a good thing i could have been thinking (laughs) um so i think i was thinking about how we um as we're trying to present ourselves to to buyers that don't have context around us, uh, or who the kind of work we do, how do we show them that we are part of the like like I don't know people that they want to work with? Um, this doesn't seem like a very good reason. I don't think so. It's just I feel like I should have a better reason. <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, like it doesn't matter if the reason is good or bad. Right? Like not all ideas start from. We have the story and narrative around. You know, genius. The idea started from a great place. Only the great reasons, you know, got appended to it. And I don't think that it works like that, right? In most cases, you'll start from something and then you will be like, hmm, this seems erroneous in one way or the other. And then we have to alter it a little. Like for example, when you say that, right? For me, that raises the question how do we know when a buyer is a part of the group that we want to be selling to right like as you were saying that like how do buyers see us as a part of the group that they want to be buying from that means that we have identified the buyer how did we identify them yeah yeah you kind of
0: get stuck into a little bit of a loop because you identified them based on like their the some attribute right which is like some group attribute <laughs> and that and yeah and then I guess to answer Rick more directly I think that how this is not a very well-formed thought I was thinking about how in like university alumni associations right like there is this kind of um like as you have kind of talked about right that if you were to meet someone who had also went to uh to Karakpur that you would you would treat them in a different way, right? You would look at them as being part of this group that you are also part of. And I think that there's, um, similar sort of, of things that exist across different industries. So you can be looking and saying, okay, that this person, the, this, we've identified, you need to have some characteristic you've identified initially, and then you can go out and try and find that characteristic in other places, or look and say what kind of environments encourage that kind of characteristic. And then there'd be a higher probability for it to be, you know, fostered in that sort of environment. Um,
1: It makes me think of, like, how, uh, uh, like, I mean, maybe it's not even directly related, but it makes me think of how in ML algorithms, people use clustering as a feature of the algorithm. Okay. Like, certain properties, like, um, exist together. And, like, this is the pattern-matching part of our brain, trying to, like, think about it, like, oh, people from this place are trustworthy, because we have had some sort of trustworthy association with those kind of people right? like same thing is for buyers same thing is for sellers same thing is for like you know collaborators what kind of signals are you looking for it's a very i mean like it just as you were saying it just reminded me of how clustering works and pattern recognition
0: yeah this is a little bit orthogonal, but I think then the thing you start to run into, though, is like, if you have to manifest different groups, right, it can be, we, like, we met, um, my, my husband and I, we met uh, one of our neighbors recently, and... Um, he was just kind of talking about how like like balancing like being part of a queer community and the kind of life he wants to 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 show or the kind of like way he wants to to express himself there and also then the community that he grew up in and they're very um at odds especially like you know the kinds of clothes people wear and the kind of environment that they would go to and it was interesting to kind of to just hear that struggle, right? Because it's it's this thing of like, well, you want to balance it's it's not even a question of being true to your who you are, because in some ways they're both who you are, right? But but being true mm-hmm. to both of them at the same time can be very difficult. Um, so it's kinda of, I think a different sort of aspect of like, yes, there is like an in group, but it's not always just one in group and then trying to figure out where which way you're trying to signal it in a way that's still authentic is difficult. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, like when you are doing statistical sampling, you do sort of like a interval of sorts where like there is a 90% confidence interval. So the chances of the result lying within this range is like 90%. It's almost like if you are someone and you are like within different groups and you want to signal different things in those different groups, you would need to still have, maintain like a certain interval of your personality throughout. Right? Like, uh, other, like people who have extremely different personalities, they're either socially perceived as not trustworthy, or they themselves lose a sense of identity. Like, who am I? And how do you answer that question? Again, like, I don't have concrete thoughts on this. No, but it, I, it
0: reminds me of, like, my mom actually has this feeling about someone. And it's very funny because I accused her a little bit of, like, like just not really um, – the, the gentleman in particular is 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 queer and part of the queer community but has like you're saying like very different personas depending on like you know what kind of group he's operating in and I think yeah it can be very jarring for people especially people who look at that and they're like this is you know I have past experience that tells me people like this are untrustworthy or you know I, that, that they are up to something or something so like I think for, for someone like my mom we've, we've invested in this person's company and so for some, my mom is like oh did it actually go anywhere she's like I thought it was like he was <laughs> never gonna go <laughs> like and then he. looked it up a couple of days ago you know this company done very well but it's it's hard to like you're saying right it's it gives off a certain vibe to people because I think there's a lot of people who behave like that who are just not trustworthy <laughs> or there's a perception that people who behave like that are not trustworthy and then that perception gets uh propagated so like,
1: and like yeah con- confirmation correct
0: bias that's a better word confirmation Army. bias for sure it's
1: interesting right because like so i was reading a book um, recently on design and this person basically said something along the lines of if the basis of your design is if only people did not behave this way i would not have to make a consideration then that's just wishful thinking and that design is going to be a failure and i felt like that's not just true for design that is true for so many things right like I wish that we could shortcut how to figure out which people are trustworthy. But like, we can't, not really. Like people who are excellent at signaling, they might be a part of so many groups because they are very trustworthy. Like, I don't know. Maybe they are part of a lot of groups because they are trustworthy. Yeah. Because they are like, you know, doing other behavior. But I think that like where people's alarm bells start ringing is because suddenly that person behaves less like us and more like them. And so you're, you start thinking, but he's, then this person is not a part of us. He's a part of them, right?
0: Interesting. Like,
1: Seth Godin talks a lot about um, people like us do things like this, is mm-hmm. the way to construct social change. And I've always found it very interesting because like, which us and which things? Sometimes if people like us start doing certain things, you would start dissociating like, in India, this has happened, right? Like, a lot of people have had over the last, like, five, six years fights with their families because they realize that elders in their families are way more right winged than the kids are. Yeah. And almost, like, this is, this battle is being fought on a very personal level. And it's, at least to me, it's, like, really interesting that uh, how that behavior, I mean, like, it would take a, quite an extreme behavior in most cases for something to, like you know, for you to push your family out of the us group. Especially in like an East, yeah. like in an Asian culture, people are a lot more like your parents are gonna be in your life until you die. Like they're gonna be instructing you on how to eat, what to eat, what to wear till you die, <laughs> or till they die, whichever one <laughs> happens first. But it's like it's very interesting that that has happened to like quite a few people so it's like i've also been thinking about like you know how how do we how do you define which things are the people like us doing and how do we even come up with those definitions
0: yeah and i think it's also interesting how aspirational plays into it right because i think that there's sometimes where like (laughs) um like, I bought this shirt that has the heart on it. I think I was wearing it a few days ago, right? And it's, like, it's a very well-known mm-hmm. designer that makes these hearts with, like, smiley faces. And I was just thinking about it, because I was, mm-hmm. like, this is... It, it's... Like, I was wearing it, like, kind of casually, right? Because it's a casual sort of shirt, right? And I was, like, I was thinking about how, like, that is a certain kind of, like... I don't know if it's an aspirational signaling or, like... Right? But it's... I don't know. I think that there's there's an aspect of how, I guess, particularly in fashion and how we dress and how the way we present ourselves, right? That there is both, like, there's both the group that we are in, but then there's also, like, an aspirational element to that group. So maybe if I can say that in different words, like, if I thought about... You know, how my sister runs a, a women's fashion company, and they're part of what they are selling is not just that there's a community for you, how you are today, but together we all have these aspirations. And this is also a community of people who share your aspirations. And again, in that case, it's it's fashion and it's apparel. So, that, so it's, there's a lot of aspirational dressing that occurs. And, you know, what, especially for for women and in society today, like depending on how you dressed and how you're carrying yourself, people are going to make certain assumptions about you uh, in different kinds of environments. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just interesting because I was thinking about that and how I think that there's like, but then there's also this perception of what is aspirational. And I think that also runs into what you were just saying, where it's like, what do you do? Well, sometimes what you do is because you think that's what people would do. And then you're running into this whole sort of like, well, is that really what you want to do? Are you trying to signal for these people that you're not really sure? Um, like, that's how I was thinking yesterday. I was like, I was wearing a shirt and I was like, I don't know. Am I signaling something? I don't really know. Right. Like, is it like, I don't know. Right. Um if Mm. that made sense.
1: It's an interesting dilemma. There's also like signaling is not completely pointless because it's also in a way a building of common language in a culture. Hmm. Right? Um, So for example, of course, signaling is in some ways it can be seen as fake and in some ways it can be seen as like, you know, oh, you're just trying to pretend. be a part of this group but many times it's also like you know when somebody wears a t-shirt of a brand that they really like or carries a bag of like you know a brand that they really like that's like a part of it could be a wannabe signaling but a part of it also could be hey i like this band anybody who likes this band can now know that i like this band and we can like bond together even though we don't know each other yeah Like, it's not always, I don't know, if we just talk about, oh, people are signaling to each other, uh, there's this, like, bias that we start sort of coming into, which is, like, are you being fake? But you're not really, like, you might be being fake a little bit, but you're not being fully fake. I don't know how to exactly.
0: Well, I think maybe this is kind of Related to what you're saying, but but like, and I'll just stay with my t shirt example, right? But like, there's like now you can buy, like, so that shirt I was mentioning was maybe like $75, let's say, right? Now I could buy a $75 shirt that has no sort of like adornments that would still be $75, like, it doesn't have to be it des- just because people are making, there's all sorts of different trade offs people are making, right? So if you buy something that's like cotton that's in New York or like whatever that was woven in America, it's going to be much more expensive, right? But that is not as apparent, right? It would look just like a black t-shirt that you would have no sort of awareness right <laughs> and then i think on the other extreme you know there might be like a gucci sort of shirt right which could be i don't know maybe it would be even more expensive than that maybe be a similar sort of price but you know it'd be very blatantly branded right you would see it that would, would tell you like gucci this is the gucci sort of style i wonder right that there's this kind of like i wonder if this is a little bit what you were kind of hinting at right that like there's this um depending on how you're I guess or let me really say that differently. There was a time that like that opulence was was had more singular definition in my opinion, right? Like if you look more at like history, right, there was like gold meant gold, right? And now I think yeah. like um for example, we were out with a few friends last week and, and one of the gentlemen we were with were wearing these like big diamonds, right? And and my husband commented on them. And then when we got home, I was telling him, I was like, you know, those diamonds were not real, right? And like, I've seen like enough people wearing diamond sets, I could just tell they weren't real. And I don't think he even was trying to wear ones that looked really that real, right? It wasn't, it was part of a different sort of look that like, even though that's a traditional sort of like, yes, you know, I'm like very opulent and whatnot, right? Like it's, there's different ways now, I think where, where the the flashiness and the quality are not necessarily related, and the flashiness and the quality and then the like eventual cost are like those are both inputs into it, but either one of them could be sending up the eventual mm-hmm. cost anyway, there's mm-hmm. a long way of saying it. I think it's interesting how we think we've evolved to this kind of place where where the signals can be more easily mixed because people can be signaling different things with the same things, <laughs> which is yeah. kind of an interesting place in the world to have ended up,
1: oh. That is interesting. So I was thinking, hmm, when you were speaking, I was thinking about, uh, I don't know if you've heard Design Matters by Debbie Murphy, not sure. But she says, uh, so it's a podcast and she interviews a lot of designers, artists, and creative, like other creative type people. And one of the things that she says is, we can talk about making a difference. We can make a difference or we can do both. And I was like, Once it hit me, what she is trying to communicate, it made me realize that there is this stigma of, oh, if you're actually doing real work, you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to signal that you're doing the work, right? Like, and of course, different people are going to take your signal in different ways. Like there would be people, for example, if somebody was carrying a Gucci bag, there would be people who would think, whoa, that's a Gucci bag. And there would be people who'd be like, wow, how cheap, why are you buying? And there would be people who would be like, wow, what a show off. Do you have that much money to waste? Like, like uh, there would be people on all spectrum. You are sending the same signal. But of course, there is depending on the receiver, it's being taken differently. But also, like, there is, when you were saying, I was just thinking about, like, there is this inherent, um, I would say, social weight to just, like, even want to signal. Like, one has to consider, that like, am I signaling? Am I signaling too much? Why am I signaling something? Right? But this also made me think, hmm, okay, the same signal could be interpreted differently as well, like, as you were talking, it's like, hmm, this is interesting.
0: Yeah. And, well, I was saying, I think that's why we see more understated, right? Or, like, more, like, it's like the, what's the acronym? If you know, you know, right? Like, it's more things that yeah. are playing to it's like a Gucci bag that you're holding. It's very obvious to everyone, right? And like, like Versace is the same, right? Like, they have such traditional, understood, like, like brand motifs. Um, but now I think you're starting to see more of like, and even if I thought about my sister's company again, right? Like, there's a place where people are being able to, to, um, almost like play loose and fast with people's expectations right like someone if you're wearing like a thousand dollar dress right? people would be thinking for a long time that like you know you can afford it and you bought it and all these things right and now they're being it's kind of creating a way that you can just just like operate in a different landscape Uh, yeah 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 Yeah. um it is very interesting I wonder if this, like, how it will, where we kind of started from, right, but like how it will translate to business in a lot of ways, because I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of judgment that happens really quickly, and it's based on how people are signaling, you know, um, like as you know, I ran a company and I've been an investor, right? There's so much judgment I make based on how people approach me. And like and for me, because of my background, a lot of it has to do with the way that they speak. Uh, they're like their the grammar and their messages, especially if they're going to be sending me an unsolicited message, like an email or LinkedIn message. Um, which isn't necessarily a great thing, right? It just, it's the judgment I bring because of how I look at things. I'm like, oh, you know, if you yeah. were looking at things seriously, because if I was looking at things seriously, I would put in the time to make sure, I would do it to right? Things. And that's just yeah. so I'm like, oh, are you part of the group that I will resonate with? And I make a judgment based on what I consider the criteria of that group. And I wonder, it'll be, just be interesting how that starts to shift, I think, both as people become more aware of the biases they're bringing Partially just because we're we're so, we're, everything, everyone is kind of being, just, the culture today is driving more awareness of biases, uh, I think, at a global level. But that maybe is a subject again for another week. <laughs> Did you want to say something?
1: We could also, no, I was just thinking that like, we could also think about it in terms of like, there have always been signals that businesses are sending. They've just become a lot more broader because like as purchasing power has become broader, right, like, across the globe, I would say there has been increase in prosperity. Of course, that prosperity hasn't been equally distributed, but like where maybe, you know, 50 years ago, only one person was earning in the household and they had like the demands of what made an average house were a lot lower. That's like a lot higher at this moment. So businesses have also changed this. Pride month is going on right like or whatever it's going to come on in a few days and suddenly all the businesses are going to be like yes we love rainbow and i mean i remember uh, so there was this time when facebook had like uh, started doing this rainbow thing on their profile and so many people from india just like did the rainbow on their profile and it was like guys do you know what it means you are not supportive of this thing why are you doing this you have no recognition and it's just like what does it signal and most people were like but rainbows are pretty and like there is just so much confusing like and it just reminded me of like so many amusing things also like hmm, businesses will do it and it will also get misinterpreted a lot
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. It's interesting, like, because I think something I, like, because I get so, so many Instagram ads, especially, like, as we're coming into Pride Month, and it's interesting to see how businesses operate, right, and how I feel differently about the businesses, right? Like, people who just put a rainbow color, I'm just like, what is wrong with you, right? And, like, I mean, there's a shampoo ad or something that I'm getting every day, which is, like, it's, like, literally they have the regular shampoo, and then they're like, Pride edition, and, like, the tag is rainbow, (laughs) You're just like... (laughs) <laughs> no um but then on the flip side like there's there's a company that i had bought like a swimsuit from and then i noticed that they just like are leaning into the fact that like that there must be a lot of gay men who like their their uh undergarments and their swimwear right and like now the, the lines that they're rolling out and they roll out like like three special lines for pride they're just really focusing on that demographic and i think that's like a nicer way like yeah, it's like, you know, you know yeah. your demographic is going to be shopping for those kinds of things this time of year because they're going to parties and whatnot, right? It's just like thinking about what people mm-hmm. are actually looking for and like how are we going to uh show that we're show that we're showing up not just for, you know, <laughs> 5 seconds, right? I yeah, think not just for the <laughs> Yeah, so I think that part is really nice. Yeah. Um or can be nice depending on how people execute. Hmm. We could
1: actually like discuss more about like how businesses to signaling maybe next time yeah i think that
0: would be really interesting i think we ended up in some good places here
1: yeah awesome okay next time bye thanks for listening to this episode of thinking on thinking our theme music is by steve Combs, and you can find a link to it in the show notes